Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Here we are, ready to go on Freestyle Friday. Welcome in, Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app if you're watching on TV or on the app. Look who I found. We've been hearing from our main guy, Rajim, for a minute. What up? But now here he is in studio. Sentinel had a Thursday night game last night, so my man's able to sit in the chair with us. Yes, sir. Uh, I sent him the outline to the show about 20 minutes ago. He hasn't even got it in the email. It's like Ryan Tutel's dad used to say, it's still pinging around up there. pinging around out there in the <laughs> ether, on, the, on the world wide web. Hey, don't worry. Lack of preparation in all elements of life is bad, except for... When it comes to Freestyle Friday here. Baptism uh, by fire. <laughs> on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Now, to be honest, though, we have a ton of stuff to talk to, uh, to talk about, excuse me. Uh, still recapping NFL Week 1. Week 2 is underway. Here's the point I've reached in my life. I sent a couple texts today. How do you go about getting a divorce from a professional sports team? Because after watching <laughs> the Eagles rush for... Th- well, I don't know, 300 yards against the Vikings last night? I, I know that the Vikings, quote-unquote, only lost by seven. Get me out of here, man. The last touchdown was a garbage touchdown. The Eagles didn't run anything, and they still just pounded the Minnesota Vikings last night, so I'm over it. But we have plenty of NFL talk uh, all the way recapping week one and leading in here to week two. Grizz Soccer's rolling. They... Uh, they were rolling, and then they had a little bit of adversity, and all of a sudden, last yesterday, bam, four goals, and they beat Miami of Ohio. So we'll get to Andrew to chime in on what's going on there. 
if you haven't checked the baseball standings yet, the AL West race absolutely heating up. Usually the Seattle Mariners wait till August to make everybody cry. This year, the Seattle Mariners <laughs> went nuts in August to make the AL West a real bona fide three-team race. Will the Mariners make everybody cry again? We'll see. But Rangers, Houston, and Seattle all in the mix there. Andrew, Andrew Houghton, our producer in the back. Hopefully he has a couple questions for us just around the wide world of sports. He also has a good interview for us from Lucas Lant, who's a senior two-way player there uh, at uh, Hamilton High School. Hamilton uh, off to yet another good start. I mean, you talk about programs. That's what it's all about. When you, that's when, a, that's when, you a when you can just sustain and sustain and sustain, doesn't matter who you lose, who you gain. Bryce Carver's got a rolling out there at Hamilton High School. Uh, they have a lot to be proud of. I mean, they uh, they are a perennial power, and it's tough to break into that that uh, conversation in the Class A ranks. I mean, you got Dylan, you got Billing Central. You, you know, you have all these perennial powers, institutions, right? And and Fergus County, Lewistown, they're sort of new to the party, but they've been so good the last couple years mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So Hamilton doing a heck of a job there. So we'll catch up with uh, one of their top players. Hour number two, we got our Garden City Spotlight. Crazy. I don't know if this has happened in a little while, but all three Missoula teams were in town this weekend. Sentinel had to play last night because of two Dude. two things, uh, an officials shortage and a field shortage. Big Sky is at Missoula County Public Stadium tonight. One of the hot tickets of the weekend for sure. Butte High in town. And then Hellgate, uh, they got capital. So, um, at the stadium, right? Second time, at the stadium, second yeah. time in, in four weeks, the Hellgates had to play. I know, Missoula High School has been at the stadium more than the Grizz have this year. <laughs> exactly. If, if you really add it up, I'm not lying, that's folks. A, that's a real stat. So uh, we will uh, we'll talk about uh, some of Missoula's top storylines in the world of high school football. Mm-hmm. A couple more thoughts on the uh, the Sentinel win over Kalispell Flathead. A strong second half for the Spartans uh, yesterday, last night. Give you some of the other hot tickets from around the wide world of prep football. And then we'll also start talking about tomorrow. Rajim and I will be on the air from 3.30 until 5 tomorrow. Come see us. College game day. Uh, back for uh, week two of our schedule here. We get, we'll be uh, coming to you for uh, some amount of time before each and every Grizz home game. Grizz kick tomorrow, 6 p.m. against Ferris State. So uh, we'll be live from 3.30 until 5 uh, so we'll talk about a little bit about this game uh, to end the show today. We're also going to hear from Malik Mitchell. His name on the roster looks like Milik. Their sports information people told me his name was Milik. And then I called him and addressed him like that. He's like, nah, bro, my name is Malik. So <laughs> if you've heard multiple names uh, for the uh, the quarterback there. At, if you uh, could read my comic book bubble right now, <laughs> brother, know, right? you already know what I know. I'm thinking. No, for sure. For sure. But uh, get the name right. That That's the key. Just for ask the real? kid how you pronounce his name. That's how it goes. But I, I say kid. Malik Mitchell, though, is not a kid. He is a grown man. He is a class of 2015 in high school. And I won't spoil it. I'll... Uh, I'll let you hear the interview and, and, and let him tell his story, but it's a great story. More importantly, though, the team that's going to be in Missoula tomorrow, they are Division Two by classification, but they are Don't a team. Sleep. They are a team full Don't of sleep. full of guys trying to remake their careers uh, on their second chances, their third chances, whatever it might be. More than anything, though, it's not about that as much as it is about winning tradition. I mean, this team has won 57 out of their last 60 games. They're the two-time defending 
Division II national champions. And, uh, I mean, they've won 28 straight road games. That in itself is an unbelievable accomplishment. So uh, we'll talk Fair State, Grizz, Malik Mitchell will, uh, will join us here uh, about 5.30 as well. So uh, there you go. There's your rundown uh, for your Friday uh, here on Nuanas Now. You want to be a part of the show? You always can. 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. You want to stream the show outside of the ESPN MT app? You can always do that as well. Visit 1029ESPN.com. And, of course, you can always find uh, this show live on 102.9 FM ESPN Missoula, live statewide on SWX Montana Television. And uh, you can always find the archived version of the show uh, on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is available on all your various podcast hosting platforms. It's a Friday. That means it's a Florence Co- Coffee Company Friday. I've been running around like a chicken with my head cut off ever since I got back from my uh, Grand Canyon trip. It's uh, it's crazy how in football season, and you know this as a, a football coach and a guy that's lived a life of football, mm-hmm. football season is all about routine. Sunday's this, Monday's this, Tuesday's this. I didn't get back to Missoula till Monday afternoon, and it screwed up my entire routine. My Sunday oh, was gone. Her, dude. My Monday was gone. So I've been running around crazy. So we didn't get any Florence coffee today. I've been drinking Florence coffee all week because I need it. We'll have some Florence coffee back uh, next week. But uh, regime's going to be plenty caffeinated. Have no worries. I'm going through withdrawals, though. You know I need that flow code, <laughs> that triple Americano. That's right. I was counting on it. <laughs> we also, I'm also not quite, the, uh, Florence coffee is getting ready for the fall season. They want the, the pumpkin spice and all Dude, this I'm stuff. Dude, I'm over that stuff, man. We're not, we're not there yet. We're not, we're not there yet. It's still summer to me. I know it's, it's mid-September, but it still feels like summer around here. We have seven days until the solstice, or six days. Yeah, because as soon as that pumpkins, it'd be pumpkin spice, leggings, and Ugg boots everywhere in Missoula. I'm telling you, folks, <laughs> it's a foreshadow, and everyone starts looking like Han Solo, wearing vests and long sleeves and blue pants. I'm Han, telling you, it's coming. Han Solo season. I love this. The, the pants tucked into Inside the boots. The, tell me I'm lying. <laughs> With the vests and the white shirts, everyone looking like they're an extra on the scene of Empire Strikes Back. Rajiv Zebert, Coulter Nuwana is coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here uh, at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. <laughs> uh, here's now that I've now that I've uh, reached uh, you know uh, an age, I, I always find it funny. We're to the point now where I never met anybody in the first thirty years of my life that looked at me in the eyes and said, "I've never seen Star Wars." Now I've now I've met a bunch of people that say. I've never seen Star Wars. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? A lot. Just go watch it. A lot. <laughs> That's like saying, I don't like bacon. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm walking away from you. <laughs> right. Bye. It's so funny. Who hasn't seen Star Wars? Right. You've been deprived. You've been deprived. I mean, here's the thing. Star Wars is one of the cultural phenomenons of the Iconic. Second, uh, second half of the 20th century in America. I mean, it's certainly one of the, the craziest brands and um, storylines that's ever been created. Oh, it's a beautiful storyline. But that's the thing is I think that it's become people that haven't seen it are thinking eh, eh, you know I don't want to get into this thing that seems like this almost like cult because people are dressed up for the movies, whatever. There's a reason for it though. Like there's so much creativity to it and and the story, the arc of the story and the way that they released the story and all that. I mean, it's great. It's great filmmaking. It's it's, it's amazing. It's a, it's a, like if a film could be a dynasty, (laughs) 
Excuse me, this stuff is making my throat tingle. <laughs> Coulter's giving me some caffeine in a can, folks, and I'm not too sure about the legality of the contents of this can or up for debate. I'm not sure if FDA, what is this, made in Guatemala? I don't know, man. It's, I'm, this stuff is weird. But no, I think Star Wars is very reflective of life, right? You have you have warriors, which could be soldiers. You have politicians. You have um, you have the underground, the underbelly of society. You got heroes. You have rogues. You have that's the father figures, missing mothers. Like, yes, you know, it's an alternative universe. It mirrors satire yes. on society. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, and all the characters are. I love that are satirical in nature and possibly design, right? Jabba. He was the mafia boss. Right. Right? Right. Think about it. Right. Think about that. And, and the, the point... Yoda, the, 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 like the Bushido warrior, or for some, he's kind of like the Buddhist monk. Yes. And the, and the point they're trying... To, there's so many points they're trying to make, but the interminglings of people from different places and different worlds and like... There's an imperialism sort of oh, uh, element and conformity, and, and but then also free will, rebellion, and good versus evil, and there, oh, there's, yeah. there's so much in it. And the fact that they knew they were going to make three, and then six, and then nine, and then whatever many movies. It, I, all I, every time you say Han Solo season, I remember being a little kid and watching The Empire Strikes Back <laughs> when Han Solo gets freezed in the iron cast. And you're sitting carbonite, like, frozen right. in carbonite. If you're gonna talk Star Wars, get the jet frozen in a metal thing. Who are you, man? Come on, man. If you're gonna bring it, bring it, baby. Let's go. I love it. I always think that when you say Han Solo season, though, what's gonna? I remember thinking, what's gonna happen to Han Solo? And then he comes back. Of course, if you're one of those people that haven't watched Star Wars. Just enjoy your life. Just go watch it. I promise you it's gonna, you're going to enjoy well, it. Please start with four, five, and six. Don't start with one, two, and three. Because if you did, one of our key cars are going to be keyed by Monday morning. <laughs> start, with, start with like... The oh, New Hope. You got to yes, start with yes, the New Hope, yes, for sure. Yes, uh, On the Missoula front, wow, wow, wow. What a brutal and tragic ending to the Missoula Paddlehead season. Oh. Missoula... Went nuts in the first half. They, they almost set the first half record for wins in a season. Or wins in a half, excuse me. Second half, they were in control. They were in cruise control. Then Billings went crazy. And they win the second half pennant. But Missoula still enters the Pioneer League playoffs with the top overall record in the Pioneer League period. Because of that, they have home field advantage. The Mustangs... I, I think I phrased this earlier this week. Steal one from Missoula on Monday. They beat them eight to five, but then Missoula pounds Billings on Wednesday night, thirteen to three. So you're thinking, okay, Paddleheads have got it back going. You know they'll take care of business in in game three with a, a championship series bid on the line. And then last night, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. All of a sudden, it's the twelfth inning. All of a sudden, you got all these crazy hops going on. And all of a sudden, Missoula loses this. Uh, Andrew Houghton, our producer, was there uh, at the game. You you stayed until the bitter end, right? I did, yeah. Okay, so did, just you, give us your first-hand account of this. It's in extra innings, and then it sort of just becomes bedlam. It seems like it, it sort of just fell apart on the paddleheads. Yeah, I mean, Missoula was actually down big in the middle of this game. They were right. down 6-2 to two at one point. They come back in sort of the middle to later innings. Uh, both managers went to their bullpens really early. I think Michael Slack for the Paddleheads went to his bullpen in the second or third inning. 
uh, got his starter right out of there. So it already had the feel of like this desperate late season. Everything's on the line. Uh, you know, we're not playing tomorrow. So if you can throw, you're going to be down in the bullpen throwing and you might come in uh, kind of atmosphere. And then, yeah, Missoula is able to tie it up, send it to extras. They, I actually had to confirm with a couple of the ushers that we were doing actual extra innings and not a home run derby and not putting <laughs> right. a runner on second to start. Right. But no, it was right. straight up just regular, regular baseball extra innings. Uh, they do they have a bylaw for that? I was wondering that same thing too, I'm right? I'm sure they do. Right, because for those that haven't been following along, in the Pioneer League, if you go to extra innings, now you don't go to extra innings. You go to a knockout round, which is a home run derby. Same as the majors, I think, right. which is that uh, in the playoffs, they don't put the runner on second to start the right. inning in extras. Uh, they they traded a couple runs early in extra innings. By the time it starts getting through the 10th, through the 11th, people are filtering out. You're starting to get the feeling that you're going to see something weird. I had great seats, uh, like two rows behind the paddleheads dugout. Seemed like there was a lot of seats. A lot of seats there. Not a, not a great crowd, but the people who were there and the people who stayed were loud. Yeah. By the end of it, and, uh, you know, Missoula brings their number one starter, Alfredo Villa, who's going to be the Pioneer League's pitcher of the year. He pitched on Monday, took the loss in Billings. They bring him out of the bullpen for the 11th. He gets a clean top of the 11th. He's going crazy coming off the field. You think the Paddleheads are going to win it in the bottom of the 11th. I think this was the inning they had multiple guys thrown out on the base pass where they just win it if they hold guys on, on second. I mean, they hold a guy on second. He was thrown out going for a triple. Uh, and then top of the 12th, Villa comes back out for another inning. Two outs, runner on second. Ground ball just takes this incredible wicked hop. It catches the lip of the infield, bounces right over Cam Thompson's head at third base. Go-ahead run scores to make it 8-7. to seven. You think the Paddleheads are still in with a chance because they get out of the inning, keep it at 8-7. to seven. This is a team that scores a ton of runs. All you need to do is get a guy on and then pop one over the, the 280-foot fence. Dondre Hubbard with the leadoff single. They try to bunt him over to second. He ends up moving to second on a wild pitch anyway. One out, single to right field. It was in the gap. Looked like Hubbard was going to score easily. And he's thrown out at the plate, or at least that was the call. He he slid kind of awkwardly at the What'd plate. What did you think? Was he in or out? I thought he was clearly safe. He slid kind of yeah. awkwardly at the plate, so it wasn't like a, a smooth slide. He didn't let his momentum really carry himself yeah. through, so it looks kind of weird. But I don't know, Coulter. The catcher looked like tagged him on the shoulder of the helmet, right? And it was right at home plate. It wasn't up the baseline. If you get tagged up that high, uh, I, I, I really think you're safe. Um, and... Man, then all heck breaks loose, right? Because Michael Schlack's coming out of the dugout. Of course he is. Luis Navarro, who hit the single, which should have been an RBI single, is standing at first base going crazy. Hubbard's just kind of standing at home plate with his arms up in the air and his helmet off. Like, what What are we doing here? Game stops for five, six, seven minutes. They're showing the replay on the scoreboard. Wow. People in the stands are chaining, look at the scoreboard. Uh, the guy behind me is yelling out Angel Hernandez's name. <laughs> One of the worst umps in the in the majors. One of the most notorious, I should say. Yes. Yeah. Um, the all the umps huddle up. They don't overturn the call. 
That puts the runner on first with two outs, and then really anticlimactic after that. Billings brings in a new reliever. Within like two pitches, he gets a ground out to first to end it. The Mustangs go crazy. Everybody else in there was just kind of shocked. But you knew, man, you knew as soon as he got through the 10th, started going to the 11th, the Paddleheads bring Alfredo Villa out of the bullpen. Desperation. You knew you were going to see something crazy no matter which way the game ended, and you knew it was going to be something that you were going to remember for a long time no matter which way the game ended. And we certainly got that, and, you know, such a horrible, gut-wrenching way for the Paddlehead season to end. Second year in a row. Second straight season in a row. But this is even worse than last season. I mean, last year they ran into, I think, Grand Junction, in the championship series, right. which is a team from the Southern Division, they hadn't seen a ton. And Grand Junction kind of just beat them in the championship series. Right. I think this is a worse way to go out because you feel like you had so many chances to win this game at home and you feel like you should have gotten another crack. You should have been going at least to the 13th inning. Well, we we always try to analyze all this stuff impartially, but we are the official affiliates of the Missoula Paddleheads. We've been the affiliates of the Osprey or the Paddleheads for more than a decade and, of course, our great friend and colleague, Jeff Safford, uh, he works here at Missoula Broadcasting Company, both calling the Paddleheads and uh, as our Grizz Hockey and Grizz Lacrosse voice. So uh, a, a, a a tough way for the Paddlehead season to end. What a great last six to eight weeks for the Billings Mustangs. I mean, they've been one of the hottest teams in baseball, period, across the board, any level of professional baseball. But I guess my, my parting words for the Paddlehead season would be, Great job, Jeff and the crew, uh, for all your great calls. And appreciate Tommy, Andrew, everybody for producing it and engineering it. And hopefully, uh, if you listened, you enjoyed yourself. Jeff is phenomenal on the play-by-play of Missoula Paddleheads baseball. And uh, we are so happy and also fortunate to have him. And uh, that's what makes sports great, man. Sometimes you can just roll. I mean, you can win 80% of your games. And then when it comes down to a one-game scenario, then all of a sudden it's a heartbreaking loss. And uh, But, I mean... Honestly, from for the level of competition, I actually think that some parts of this is good. The Paddleheads have been pretty much unbeatable for three years in the regular season, mm-hmm. but they've lost two years in the postseason. Oh, yeah. I think it shows people how tenuous postseason baseball can be. Well, it also shows you how other teams are making improvements to knock for out sure. the big boy on the block. That's right. You know, for consecutive years. Uh, uh, other scouts and other coaches and managers and just organizations are doing their best to try to catch up with what I think is 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 the face of the Pioneer League for right. the, and, and the Paddleheads right now. So, um, you know, I didn't go to the game last night, but I, like you, Coulter, live literally like a block and a half away. And when that call was made, because I was kind of listening to it passively, um, the call was made, I could hear the stadium erupt. Like, I just, I thought something had happened because of like just the negative resonance that you could hear emanating from the from the stadium. So, uh, sad game. It's kind of like a reverse Bill Buckner, uh, right. <laughs> you know? right. So, uh, yeah, sad, sad, but again, the parody is there, and what a great way to end the season uh, in such a in thrilling uh, uh, fashion. Totally. Rajim Seabrook joining me, Coulter Nuanas here uh, in studio on Nuanas Now. Uh, a ton of stuff to get to. First of all, I said this yesterday, but I'll reemphasize it. We've given a bunch of coverage to the Ferris State at Montana game. We haven't said much about the Montana State-Stetson game, partially because almost all of our Bobcat content this week has been rehashing and sort of uh, revamping what what was a, a devastating, heartbreaking loss for MSU against the number one team in the country last week at South Dakota State. Mm-hmm. The other part is Stetson's a forty-eight and a half point favorite in Bozeman, or is a forty-eight and a half point dog, I should say. Montana State favored by almost seven full touchdowns 
The third reason, though, is that no matter what the quality of the opponent, I find it fascinating, and I also think it's good content for you guys to learn about some of these schools from around the country through any lens. So we always try to have the opposing coach, especially when they're coming to Montana, on the show, whether it's they're playing the Cats or the Grizz or you know what, whatever it might be. I reached out to Stetson. I communicated with them. They said, hey, we're not going to be able to facilitate any interviews this week. We just don't have the capacity to do that. I thought, man, that's pretty crazy. Like, all you got to do is give me an eight-minute phone call, and we can highlight your university. And, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that wouldn't ever know what Stetson University is uh, <laughs> might know what Stetson University is. But the I other, thought it was a hat. Right. Well, that's that. So here's fun facts about Stetson. We said this yesterday. Here's three fun facts about Stetson Let's University. One, the man who founded Stetson Hats and Stetson Cologne, he, yes. re- he really did donate all of his money to start the endowment of Stetson. Stetson. That's why they're yeah. the Hatters. Yeah, oh, that's I know. Pretty, that's pretty funny. Yeah. It's in Florida, right outside of Orlando. Uh, two, the two most famous alumni from Stetson are not actually real people. It's Bobby Boucher from The Waterboy. And Ray Finkel from Ace Ventura Pet Detective. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just crack it up. And the Stetson man who doesn't right, and really. The man. Yeah, exactly. And the Stetson man. So uh, there's your fun facts. And the last bit of intel I'll give you about Stetson is they play in Bozeman tomorrow. It's a 1 p.m. game. They haven't left Florida yet. I know this because I track the opposing team's flights just because I think it's fun to see when they're when they're leaving, where they're going, when they get in, what their travel time is like. This team's not even going to be till Montana until early in the wee hours of the morning. Sources say they're not even staying in Bozeman. I I got a source that says they're staying in Helena. So uh, (laughs) if it wasn't already precarious enough for the Stetson Hatters to be playing a team coming off a heartbreaking loss that's one of the best in the country and playing in Bozeman, they're not going to be there very long. So we'll see. We'll see how it all goes. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I want to talk Neon Dion. I want to talk NFL. Yes, I want yes, to talk please. all these things. Oh, it's Christmas but today. because we already rolled through 25 full minutes on this show, we'll take a break. We'll come back, and uh, we'll talk all the way around the wide world of sports right after this. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. See, this Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. He's new on his now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Love this song. I love that song. (laughs) 
Man, it, it makes thing, me want to charge in somewhere on a horse the, with a lance. The thing that's funny is when we're really, really old, that's one of those songs that's still going to be getting played oh. at, at the stadiums. Oh. It, it's one of those ones where it first hits, you're like, oh, yeah, that's going to be a stadium anthem forever. Oh, I mean, uh, there's give me give me the first three that roll off your head. Stadium songs. Oh, man, what's the... the we Gar- Will Rock You. We Will Rock You for sure by Queen. Uh, Gary Glam... Uh, Oh, man. I, I, I'll remember it here in a, just a second. Oh, I always think of the da, 90s. Da, da, da. Hey. Da, 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 da. Hey. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's a, a good one. Um, what's another one? I mean, co- of course, we are the champions when people of course, win. Of course. You know? Uh, one song they always play at the end of the Big Sky Conference Tournament, and I there's only a few songs in the world that make me feel emotional every time I hear them, but this one does. And the, the uh, events of the last little while reemphasize it. After the women's championship at the Big Sky Conference, they always play Tina Turner the best. You're simply the You're best. Simply the best. And I don't know why, but that song just gets me every time, man. Like you get, she, you get a little tear I out do, the corner man. of your like, eye. Tina Turner just does it for me, man. She <sighs> she just she has so much emotion behind the way that she sings. She's raw, baby. She's and then, raw. And the fact that she passed away this last year yeah, is, just, yeah. is just too bad. What, what are your top three stadiums? By the way, Nuwana is now ESPN you, Radio. You, you ripped a, several of them up. Um, I always love Jump Around. Jump Around's a good one. I, whether welcome it's, to the Jungle. Welcome to the Jungle. Yep. Uh, um, here's a funny one. Carol, all the, all the way up, all the way up is a great one. Uh, here's a funny one. Carol and Chicken Does No Sports. She had never seen the Blacksburg, Virginia, Enter Sandman <laughs> until the other day. And, what? And she she found it. She's like, "This is so cool." Have you seen this? I was like, "Well, uh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah." I saw it when Michael Vick was their quarterback in 1999. Way <laughs> back in a long, long time ago, 25 years ago. Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, but I mean, it is a cool. It is a cool intro. That's a good one. Text us four zero six eight eight eight. One zero two nine. What is your favorite stadium rock song? Uh, always, go- always loved at the end of basketball when they would play the Sha Na Na song. The do do do. Good night, sweetheart. Well, oh yeah. it's, t- it's oh, like yeah. get out. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you, you got your, you got your butt talks handed to you. Good night, sweetheart. Uh, Good I, night. Uh, I love when they. Especially the college bands when they have stuff queued up too. Like the Idaho band has always got ready to go hit the road jack if somebody fouls out. So funny. It Love makes, it. Makes Love me it. laugh every time. Was well, Dallas been ready to run James Seabrook riding Shaq. Hey. Uh, I can't believe we already just burned through that much time without even asking you. So last night, uh, you and I, first of all, you and I had lunch yesterday together. That was a very fine time seeing you and our other buddy, Sammy Akem. Appreciate Sammy for swinging by. Uh, by the way, stay tuned. Uh, Sammy. Myself, Rajim, everybody, we're going to be collaborating on some stuff coming up. Uh, so very excited about that. Sammy, of course, playing for the uh, Philadelphia team there in the USFL. But he's in Missoula for the offseason. They don't go back till next spring. So he's a uh, he, great. He's around. He's a you know, all-time leading touchdown leader in the history of the University of Montana in terms of touchdown receptions. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but you were saying at lunch yesterday, hey, man, I know Flatheads struggle a little bit. But they're they're improved. They they have a team that plays hard. Yeah, and they played really hard last night. They were only down fourteen nothing at halftime against uh, the Sentinel Spartans. But then you guys turned it on in the second half and uh, pulled away. I think six total first turnovers. So just take us through the game last night. Well, I I think you hit the nail on the head. We uh we have been a little sluggish this year and and starting. But then once Sparta realizes who Sparta is, uh you know the diesel is warmed up and the stuff is no longer coagulated in the tank. Uh. It was a great game. It was great for us as a program to see us defensively uh, come alive. Right. Mike Motts works very, very hard on 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 
planning and arranging and 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 really trying to infuse the the intensity of making the defense dominate uh, games because then it puts our offense in really. Uh, manageable short fields. And last night, six turnovers. I don't care who you are, the best of the best or the worst of the worst, you're never going to come back totally. with, from from six turnovers. And they were devastating turnovers uh, as well because they were e- either f- uh, field flippers or scores or, right. uh, or or short fields to work with. So, uh, yeah, the, the, the purple reigned supreme last night again and uh, are looking at three and one. Uh, going into, yeah. Good start. Oh, yeah. great start. Great start. Uh, and then it's weird. Like, football season's officially halfway over. See, this is what's so crazy to me. For high school. <laughs> totally. But double A used to be a 10-game season. Now it's a nine-game nine season yeah. because you play two non-conference games and then the seven other teams in your conference. 16 total teams in double A, eight in each conference. And then there's this... Uh, sort of entry level of the playoffs and then all of a sudden then you have the it's funny when I when I first started playing on varsity mm-hmm. in Montana only four teams made the playoffs for for the state for the whole double A that's like almost like class C stuff right yeah 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 only four teams so you had to be a top four team you were into the semifinals right away that's nuts, and then but I, I love I, it. My junior year, we made the semifinals because we won a quarterfinal game. They expanded it to eight my junior year. Right. We won a game. Okay. So then we were like the first Missoula team to win a game in 10 years or something like that. But then every, all the old school guys were hating on us like, well, you wouldn't even made the playoffs as the five seed. <laughs> it's, it's funny. But anyways. And uh, LeBron uh, would not have done good back in the hand-checking yeah. days, right? Like, come <laughs> on, man. Get next. Exactly. Uh one thing I've been meaning to talk to you about, Kick it. We, we've been talking about a lot around here, and everybody's been talking a lot about this, Coach Prime, man. It's been going down in uh, in Boulder. I, I don't want to get too ahead of it just because the TCU win was a really good one. Yes. Drill in Nebraska last week. It's a rival. Nebraska's got such a proud history. Nebraska sucks, man. Like, <laughs> like yeah, I, just I, put I mean, it out there, bro. Nebraska hasn't had a winning record in a minute. So no. I'm not reading too much into that. But they're only winning you know, to lose at this point. But I got game day and coming to Boulder and they got the hype train going. I mean, Big it's Colorado, Colorado State. The, the other part is that here's the thing. Here's where I'm at with this. I, I do think it's okay to be turned off by the in-your-face, overexposed nature of all of this. But that's the world we live in, and these guys are navigating it brilliantly. The fact that everybody's talking about Jay Norvell's comments about Dion and his hat, his sunglasses, everything, I don't like any of it. But guess what? It doesn't matter. That's the way of the world. And so when you're talking about promoting yourself and getting in front of everybody like they have been doing, they are winning across the board when it comes to the new age of college football. Let me tell you something. Anyone that knows sports, like if your team is good or bad, it's usually a mirror reflection of your coaching staff. Right. Right? So when we see these brash young individuals who are out there being outspoken unabashedly and unapologetically themselves, and you look at their coach, can the people who were the pundits, so to say, can we go back 20 years ago? This is a lockdown all-world corner. Yeah, right. Who would take away half a field and dare you on any given Sunday or Saturday back when he played in college to throw the ball his way. Right. Like, you forgot who Dion was. <laughs> that's on you, stupid. That's, that is totally on you, dummy. That's exactly what Carolyn said yesterday. She was like... What did everybody expect Deion Sanders to be like when he gets to be the coach? When he was the player, 
He wanted the mic every every single game. But even if they're the best, on. he's one of the best players of all time. Even if you're the best player of all time, you don't get the mic every game. No. Now you're head coach. Of course you're going to get the mic every, every game. game. We, need, we need Andrew to <laughs> queue up. We we thought he is who he is. The, the Denny Green clip. Like, he sure. is who he, he is. Like, And then his son is at the helm. You don't think that's going to... Here's the thing. When they go to play them... Right. They are going to protect their coach and put up, try to put a 70-burger up on that full. For like, sure. Why would you give a brash team with a well, brash coach... Especially when you're totally overmatched. When you're garbage. Right. Basura, mi hermano. <laughs> like, come on, son. Here's my thing about, about Prime. Love him or hate him. He's 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 a figurehead in sports. He is. He he could be on the Mount Rushmore for DBs. For sure. Um, he's he is a on ha- the Mount Rushmore for, for DBs. Oh, for with, sure. without a doubt. Multiple, like, laden awards, Super Bowl winner. 100%. Like, my thing with that is you have nothing else to talk about. You, you can't talk about his past. You can't talk about who he is. You can't talk about his fashion. So you got to try to break him down on a social, personal level. <laughs> right. Talking about how your mom raised you. That's how your mom raised you, stupid. <laughs> like, it. why are you giving someone else's frame of reference and you don't know his, right. stupid? Especially now, too, because even if Jay Norvell's point is, is a good one or whatever, it doesn't matter. It's not a good point. It's not a good point. I agree. But also... It's just silly for you to be the underdog in this game. And like you and Sam, you were saying yesterday, just pour more fuel on the fire. Like, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to give more hype to the thing that is the most hyped thing in college football? That's the CU Buffs. In mortal words of Forrest Gump, stupid is as stupid does. And that man is stupid for saying what he said. A couple other funny parts about what's been going on with the CU saga. First of all, Jeremy Bloom, who's a very famous uh, Colorado alum. He not only was an Olympic skier, but also played in the NFL he, Colorado, as Ty Gregorak, our, our uh, lead analyst at Skyline Sports and, and a CU alum, as he said on this show on Wednesday, he said, hey, Colorado's been notoriously cheap with coaches for the last 25 years. That's mm-hmm. the reason why they've been in this situation. Don't want to pay anybody. So Stingy? Jeremy Bloom has said, hey, let's have a, a former player fund where everybody's throwing down and let's, let's get a little subsidization so Colorado can sign Coach Prime up to a big-time deal. Jeremy Bloom said, hey, I'll throw it in hundred grand. let us roll. Then Jeremy Bloom, that was last week. Then Jeremy Bloom comes out this week and he says, hey, Folsom Field, everybody wear your hat and sunglasses with your hood up. <laughs> the, the winners keep winning, right? Like, First of all, Colorado's going to roll in this game. But second of all, all the social media, all the hype that's going to come out of an entire Folsom Field with College Game Day there, and everybody's wearing... It's a sweatshirt waiting to happen. Like, right, I can right, see right, it. Like, exactly. The silhouette. Like, man, why would you do that? That's As my grandmother would say, this man who made his comments, you don't have a pot to piss in or a window <laughs> to throw it out, man. Come on, son. No, who the, raised you? No, I was now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and... The ESPN MT app. I told you it's Freestyle Friday. I told you we're going to go all over the map. We ain't even come close to following the outline yet. So in the name of keeping up with all of the different pieces of news that you want to hear about, <laughs> Andrew, Andrew Houghton, tell us about the Grizz soccer game yesterday. The Grizz, when I left this, you were watching the game while you were producing the show, uh, as you should. Go uh, subscribe to the Soccer and Snow and Smoke podcast. It's about all things soccer all the way around the wide world. Uh, of the world, I should say. I mean, he's covering high school, college, but there's going to be a, a heavy emphasis on Grizz soccer. 
Chris Chitovitsky, the Grizz soccer coach, joins us each Tuesday here on Nuanas Now. So uh, we're, we're definitely diving into uh, covering this uh, on a very in-depth level. The Grizz got off to a great start, a bunch of great non-conference wins. Then they hit a little bit of a rut, and they they lost two non-conference games. Bounced back in a big way yesterday, though. Tell people about uh, how they pulled away yesterday. Yeah, so real quick, just what we talked with Coach Chitovitsky about this week was needing to bounce back. I mean, they were they were five wins, no losses, one draw going into last week's game. They lose both of those games one to nothing. Both of those games were at home. It was a little bit shocking to see a team that had, had scored a ton of goals uh, in the start of the season not be able to score um, and, and lose two games. Uh, they bounce back on Thursday, though, in their final non-conference home game. Uh, yeah, they were Miami, Ohio's a, a decent team out of the MAC. Uh, not as good a team as Montana. Montana was up one nothing at halftime, and then they scored three in the second half. They put up 25 shots, uh, eight of those on target. Ashlyn Dvorak gets the shutout in goal. But what I thought was most encouraging for the Montana Grizzlies soccer team. Skyly Thompson got two goals. Chris Chitovitsky loves talking about Skyly Thompson. Totally. The winger from Kalispell. He thinks she's one of the best athletes in all of Division I college soccer. We've watched her progression for a couple of years. Always been the athleticism's always been there. Always been a question of whether she could finish. And she missed a really great chance in the first half. She was one-on-one with the goalkeeper, put it wide of the goal, and you're thinking, same old, same old. Second half, she draws a penalty with Mesa Walters out with an injury. She puts it in the back of her of the net herself and then has probably the goal of the season that she'll see from Grizz Soccer later in the second half. Dances past a couple defenders, puts it in the corner of the net from outside the box. Great goal. So two for Skylie Thompson, one for Sydney Housteen, uh, one for Eliza Bentler. Uh, Grizz roll 4 nothing over Miami, Ohio. They're at Oregon State on Sunday to finish up their non-conference schedule, and then they'll be in a big sky play. What an entertaining non-conference schedule for Grizz Soccer. Good job by them. Tune in each Tuesday here on Nuanas Now for your chance to win Grizz Soccer tickets, Camby Tap House gift cards, and plenty of great analysis from Andrew Houghton, as well as insight from Grizz Soccer head coach Chris Chitovitsky. Lucas Lant, a two-way stud for the Hamilton Bronx, joins us next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio Missoula. I can't believe we've been doing Funky Fridays and then Hip Hop History Fridays, Freestyle Fridays for this long, and we haven't gotten to George Benson. How did we skip this? I was thinking the same thing when we were talking about this on Stevie Wonder and Curtis Mayfield, but here we are, old George Benson. George Benson, man, like he is one of the most underrated artists. He is so underrated, so dude. underrated, and is one of the most gifted. Uh, musicians on the planet. A lot of so people... So sweet, man. Yeah, a lot of like people Like, the diversity understand. of the genre is unbelievable. He's he's like jazz, funk, R&B, disco, fusion. Disco fusion. Pop, like everything. He is uh, totally ballads, uh, But here's what a lot of people don't know. He wrote... He's written songs that we all sing that he gets no credit. Not totally. that he doesn't get credit for because he's not that type of guy. Sure. He's just not the face. I no, wrote this sure. song. This is great. He's also played... I mean, he plays bass, every percussion yep. instrument, like you name the instrument, he's played it. And on a lot of his early stuff, like he laid down most of the tracks himself. 
and then produce this stuff. <laughs> right. On top of that, so like George Benson, like one of the like unsung music musical heroes of of several genres, and um, it's one of those. It's he's also one of those artists. Like when you play his music, you're like. I, I I love this song and I didn't know who he was. It's so funny and you know and I it's it's weird. He 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 didn't have so many artists like him had their breakthrough in the late seventies because mm-hmm. they got pinned as disco even though they were just probably more pure funk slash R and B. Right, disco craze just like propelled them. Right, Chic is a great example of oh, that. Absolutely, George Clinton. I mean, they're, they're, the Funkadelic people are like, they're the, the math, grandmasters of funk, but they got pinned as disco. Okay, whatever, ride the wave. George Benson didn't really have that. So then he got like the early 80s jazz when Breezin came out. Yeah. But people forget that he had had like four albums before that. Yeah, and then like when you... Then you look at his like jazz collection. It's he almost reinvents himself in every pocket of music Such that he goes into. Musician. So yeah, um, my favorite thing is just the. I remember the first time I watched him play hand percussions, and it just flipped my mind because I, you know, when I was a young man growing up, I thought, well, if you played the guitar, that's all you played. Right. You know, because so much is wasted on the youth, especially mine, mostly ignorance. <laughs> uh, and it, he 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 just wowed me. Um, he to me is one of those, again, just one of the most talented musicians, songwriters. Uh, you know, he for me, he I can clump him in the same circles as as a Frank Sinatra or a Perry Como. Like just so just so talented, amazing. We have all sorts of rivalry games. Nuanas now, by the way, ESPN Radio. Rajim Seabrook chiming in with me, Coulter Nuanas. Maybe you're watching on SWX Montana Television. Maybe you're streaming on the ESPN MT app. No matter how you're here, appreciate you for being here. Friday Night Lights coming up, Woo! coming in hot. Uh, we have a game at Washington Grizzly Stadium. We also have a game at Missoula County Public Stadium, which is one of the double-A games of the week. Uh, Butte at Big Sky. Big both, game. Both of them 2-1. Big Sky is 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 good, and Butte has had the toughest schedule in AA bar none, and they're sitting there at two and one after two really really impressive comeback wins. But can they get it done on the road? We'll see. But also, there's a little inter Bitterroot Valley rivalry going down tonight: Hamilton and Stevensville. Andrew Houghton caught up with one of Hamilton's best players earlier this week. Bitterroot breakdown. It's brought to you by Farmers State Bank. We're joined now by Hamilton football star Lucas Lant. The Bronx off to a 3-0 start after beating Big Fork last weekend, taking on Stevensville this weekend. Uh, Lucas, first off, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, let's just get started here. Uh, you guys have, have had a great start to the season. What's been behind that? What's been driving that hot start? I think just number one, it's the coaching. In the offseason, we put in just so much work, and it's, it's um, because of them. And everything, and then we also had just have a huge uh, group of seniors, and we all just kind of just go off each other and lead with one another. And um, yeah, I think we're just really hungry to get back to where we were last year. Last year, you know, we made it to the semifinals again, but we, you know, we lost pretty bad, and you know, we're just hungry to get back and to win. What, if anything, is different for you as a senior? I know you've been a big part of that team for a couple years, but this is this is it. I mean, this is your last year. Anything been different for you when comparing to past years? Yeah, I think being in the past as um, a sophomore and junior playing a lot, there's always a guy that um, is just kind of like in charge. You know, you have the captains and the seniors, kind of the guys that you lean on and everything. And so as a senior, there's not really 
that guy that we're able to lean to. It's, you know, it's me, it's the other captains, and just the rest of our seniors that we just have to, I mean, it's up to us if we want to win um, and everything. Kind of just, yeah, just I guess in that aspect. Lucas Lant joining us for the Bitterroot Breakdown. He's a star of the Hamilton football team down there. Coach Bryce Carver tells us this guy does everything. And he's right. He's third on the team in rushing yards, third on the team in receiving yards, leading the team in tackles. Lucas, what's it like just playing both ways and, and playing at such a high level? Yeah, thank you. Um, it's it's not too bad. I mean, I get really tired, but it's, it's just football, and it's fun. And, um, I mean, whatever they ask me to do, I'm willing to do it. I'm not the best at everything, but it's just fun to play no matter what it is. Um, and. Yeah, I guess at the end of the day, it's just football. It's not, you know, I don't get too stressed about if I had to play quarterback again or something like that. It's just I play what I need to play for us to win and for us to be the best that we can be. Has that been a thing for you for the last couple of years where they've been moving you around the field, using you in a lot of different roles? Um, I guess last year um, in one of the games, I um, our quarterback got hurt, Tyson Bowder, so I had to play. Um, but we just kind of ran the ball. So not... Not too much. I've always just you know, I've been the backup quarterback and everything, um, but it's it's I guess there's certain plays here and there that I'll have to. But it's not 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 too different. Just same same positions, I guess, as far as starting. Definitely looking back to last week, Big Fork a team with a, a lot of hype, a lot of talk around them. Of course, they've been great in Class B for years, moving up to Class A. You guys come out with a 35-14 win there. I think that's their first loss in Class A after starting 2-0. and What did you guys take away from that game? What worked so well for you, and was it good to get that win? Yeah, no, it was a, it was a huge win. Big Fork's a really good team. Obviously, they've been a powerhouse in Class B, and coming up to Class A, they're, I mean, they can compete with anybody. And as far as their scheme, it's great to go against someone um, from like the West that runs that you know that just the power and the poles and everything, kind of like the Billing Central does, or the Libby. And so to play a team that physical and that good, and I guess early on is really good for us down the road. You know, we faced a lot of adversity, a lot of things that we had to clean up, but it was, it was a great win, great team win. And then this week, you guys uh, on the road going to Stevensville. What can you tell me about that game and that matchup? Yeah, it'll be good. You know, it's never, never week we call it playing a team in the Valley. So it's it's huge. Um, it'll be a great chance for us to, I guess, just play, you know, get, get um, our things straight up before the bye week next week and to just to, you know, get another win before, you know, the long stretch of the season starts. But we're excited about it. You know, playing, you know, the team in the Valley, it's always a good game. It's a rivalry and everything. All-purpose Hamilton football player Lucas Lant joining us on the Bitterroot Breakdown. The Bronx are 3-0 and after making it to the state semifinals last year. Lucas Lant has been a big part of that on both defense and offense for the Bronx. And Lucas, one of the last things I want to ask you about, and you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but just coming back after where you guys got to last year. I mean, you guys have been one of the top programs in Class A. Last year, you fell short of where you wanted to go. How did you guys approach that in the aftermath of that game and then in the offseason? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. And last year, you know, we made it to the semis, but we just we got rolled by Billings. And going into offseason, we knew that 
if we want to get back to where we were last year to the semis and to the championship, we just have to be tougher. You know, we have to, it starts with practicing. It starts with off-season workouts. And it's not, you know, football isn't just a three, you know, three-month sport. It's all year round. And so I think, yeah, just, you know, all the seniors, we really kind of just, we've been working together and we've been going really hard to get to where we want to be because it's all, it's all just, you know, mentality. What else can you tell me about this year's senior class down at Hamilton? Because I know you guys have a great group down there. We've talked to Tyson Botter on the show before. Uh, Bryce Carver has, has been really high on this senior class for a couple of years. What can you tell me about some of the rest of those guys? Yeah, I mean, we have, I mean, every position is filled with seniors. There's so much talent, and it's not just the talent, but it's really just a, a family and just a great friendship all around. You know, we've been playing together for, I don't even know, since, you know, the third, fourth grade, some, you know, even earlier than that, all of us together. And so, you know, it's one thing to, you know, to have skill and to have guys that have been starting for a few years, but it's more than just that. It's definitely just a good group of guys. We live together. We love being with each other. And, yeah, I think that, I think that's what benefits us most, you know, playing on the field is just our true friendship. Definitely a cool story brewing down there in the Bitterroot, the Hamilton football team, the Bronx. State champions two years ago in Class A made it to the semifinals last season and lost there. Now hoping to bounce back and make it all the way to that state title game again. They're off to a good start. 3-0 and already facing Stevensville this week. Bronx linebacker, tight end, multi-purpose player Lucas Lant joining us on the Bitterroot Breakdown. Lucas, before I get you out of here, just anything else that you wanted to mention about this team this year? What you guys have going on down there in Hamilton? Yeah, I think we're, you know, we're hungry and, um, you know, the West is always kind of a team or just the side of the state that's kind of looked at as soft or is not as competitive, I guess, as the East as far as toughness and, you know, the way you play. But, um, yeah, just the our whole group, we're ready to go and we're ready for one last shot at it. There you go, Lucas Lant. Uh, he's been a big piece of Hamilton's 3-0 and start to this football season down there in the Bitterroot. Lucas, appreciate your time, man. Good talking with you. Good luck this week and good luck throughout the rest of the year. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Andrew. And also thank you to the Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank been enriching the lives of Montana since 1907. Of course, thank you to Lucas Lant, a uh, two-way standout for the Hamilton Bronx Great interview. Appreciate Lucas for joining us. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you. We got the Garden City Spotlight. Two games in the Garden City tonight, plus one that happened last night. We also got Smart or Dumb. Yeah! (laughs) And we have more conversation about Ferris State at Montana. Malik Mitchell, the quarterback for the Ferris State Bulldogs, will also join us. Hour number two, jam-packed, coming at you. Keep it right here in Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 